0: Hey, Hardies! I'm Casey, And I'm Cami. Welcome to the Hardys Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley.
1: We want to give a shout out to our friends at Edify Films, where you can get fabulous When Calls the Heart merchandise, like my hat.
0: And you can also get a fun When Calls the Heart game from our friends at the Bundle Game. Be sure to use discount code Hearties Hotline for 10% off. We've got a
1: fabulous episode for you today full of laughter, tears, and heart.
0: So take a walk with us to Hope Valley and let's dive in. Hey, hearties, how's it going? Now, uh,
1: before you start listening to this podcast, you might want to be careful about the music that you're listening to because if it's quite Provocative, you might scare our next guest away. <laughs> Please welcome Miss Florence Blakely, Loretta Walsh herself. Hi, Loretta. Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Kami, that was a great intro. That totally, if you. you're not laughing. <laughs> love it oh florence
1: she oh florence she gets she 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 does she does i mean i was i was looking back and thinking back and she's got some really good one-liners yes
2: yes Yes, the writers really are very funny you know and you know sometimes (laughs) i'll Florence is, 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 lucky enough to, uh, to have some, uh, some hilarious zingers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she does in the side eye. I mean, just the way you play it. Oh, is, the side eye. We fantastic. love the side eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> okay. So it's been a crazy year. Because of everything, it's almost been a whole complete year. So tell us how you've been. What have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Mm-hmm. Uh, besides shooting, of course. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> just how you been?
2: I've been, a, I've been pretty good.
1: You know, I mean,
2: I, I, I think that um, this has been such an unusual time for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I think some people have been experiencing things uh, in a more severe and harsher way than mm-hmm. others, you know. So um, when, when I look at the full perspective of everything, I go, wow, I, I have so much gratitude. I'm very, very lucky, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky, you know, because of my work situation. I'm lucky because of my living situation, you know. Um you know, I, I feel, um, we're all experiencing some collective grief, you know, because we've all lost something. And the big thing that I lost was, uh, was not being able to see my family. So I'm, yeah. I, I am missing mm-hmm. them and just sort of, you know, we're still in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know when I'm going to see them in person, which is a little bit tricky to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. but for my day to day, you know, like I must say, I'm, we're doing pretty well. I have a, a small child. Uh, I have a four-year-old daughter, and so she keeps me so busy. And, you know, <laughs> that and auditioning and working and, you know, cooking. You know, everybody's been cooking. Oh, right,
1: cooking, right. <laughs> that.
2: You know, um, so I've discovered all kinds of new recipes. I love to make soup. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Um, you know, so I've been using my time time to, you know, be very cozy at home, um, which, you know, I've, I have enjoyed to, to good. a
0: certain degree.
2: I, I could use with, you know, seeing people again, that would be. Yeah, that might right. be nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But shooting was also a, a really um, fun time because it was social as well. Mm. As work. Yes, so I bet was it was. Actually, that was such a nice reprieve, you know, to work for like five months and be able to hang out with people and everybody Mm -hmm. was in this bubble, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, working together. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And so that was, that was lovely, you know, to uh, to hang out and see people outside of the house. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But thanks for asking.
1: Yeah, of course, it's a, it's a, it's such a strange time for everybody. It, it, it really is. is, and it's so hard to it's so hard to explain to our children and it's mm-hmm. because we've never been through anything like that my my children are always asking me, does this happen? Does this happen? I don't know, honey, mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't gone through anything like this before. This is the first time. So, yeah, it's it's rough, but we'll make it through. Yeah,
2: we'll make it through. And there is hope on the horizon.
1: Yes, know? yes, there is.
2: I think that if somebody had told me at the beginning, oh, well, you know, it's going to be like at least a year, maybe two, I mean, maybe three years. Oh, we don't really know until things go back to how you used to know it. I, I think I probably would have had it. Complete nervous breakdown. No. <laughs> 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 um, and, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I would have coped with a big chunk of time, and uh, and I'm I'm not sure what it was like wherever you are at home. But our health officials here were really just giving us small bites—just two nice. weeks. Let's try this for two weeks. Oh right. man! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. so just small bites, and nobody um. wanted to commit to this is going to be a long time, (laughs) which I think probably was a good thing, so that people didn't panic, but you know, it's, we're human beings, it's amazing, amazing how much we can adjust, Mm
0: -hmm. true,
2: adjusted, we've adjusted, we
0: have, we have, absolutely, so besides um, cooking soup, did you pick up any other hobbies, we talked to Pascal, and she talked about Doing a hundred puzzles, <laughs> a lot of puzzles, <laughs> and Johanna mentioned that she's been binging. Binging. Oh,
2: awesome! I mean, for me, I'm a big reader, so I have just been oh. reading books like A Mad Woman, and I wow. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been really lovely to just have some Good. time. Yeah, to actually, yeah. like. Really like read, so mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that, you know. Um, but like a lot of dance parties with my four year old, you know, oh, like
1: uh, uh, getting,
2: our, getting our groove on,
0: you yeah. bunch <laughs> <Lots> of kitchen <laughs> dance parties in our house, too. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's yeah. been a lot of dance parties, which has been great. Um, and yeah, a lot of TV and mm-hmm. a lot of you know, it's been really just good in a personal way to just kind of figure out, you know, I think people kind of throw the term self-care around Mm -hmm. a lot, but this has actually been, you know, a a pretty great exercise in figuring out what is it that I do need to take care of myself, that I do need to feel good. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I've also been like doing some yoga, moving my body because otherwise... I hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, and meditating and things like that, which I never used to really hold too much stock in. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of trying some different things that have been safe to do mm-hmm. at home, but uh, yeah. it's, it's been good to yeah. to have you know the room to to try some different stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. So share a little bit about yourself, if you would, and what what prompted you to get into acting? Did mm-hmm. is it something you always wanted to do or did it find you? Did well, it fall in your lap? What, what's the story?
2: You know, when I was really little, my grandmother took me to the ballet and I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like, <laughs> I want to be on a stage. I want to wear something beautiful dance right so I started I started in ballet when I was about six years old and then because of that when I was in we call it primary school in Australia I think right um uh the local like theater Mm-hmm. Society was doing a production of Oliver And they were looking for kids who could move Who could dance Oh one yeah. one of the teachers said to my mom Hey listen, they're doing this, you know, production of Oliver Maybe Loretta wants to audition for it Because I know they're going to be looking for a bunch of dancers You know, to play like little kids
1: mm-hmm.
2: In the musical And so I did and did that musical And loved it
1: and You so got bitten
2: I got bitten <laughs> And so then, you know, I sort of progressed to, I did a production of The Sound of Music, you know, when I was probably 12.
1: That's when I did it! Yeah, I, I was Lula. 11, but yeah. Yeah. Who did you play? Brigida. Oh, I played Louisa. Oh, wow. Okay. You play, You must have been a tall 12-year-old, because, well, but I was short, so. Well,
2: maybe I was older than that. I can't remember. I, really, yeah. I should look it up. Time. <laughs> Time. Um, Yeah, and so then I just loved it. And I thought, oh, this is so fun. And, you know, I sort of, I come from a family of actors. Like my aunt is an actor and my uncle was an actor. And um, there was always a lot of, you know, making up plays Mm -hmm. and doing concerts for the family. And so it was always kind of a thing. Um, And then when I had to choose what I was going to do at the end of high school, I was going to be a teacher. Like I was I was going to go to to teacher's college
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I applied for one acting school. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I auditioned for that acting school and I got in. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, and I just remember talking to my parents and just saying, you know, like, this is the thing that excites me. This is the thing that... I really want to do this is the thing that I just you know I think that I love mm-hmm. and you know I think I only sort of have one life so <laughs> I, sh- I think I should go for it and they were supportive you know of course they didn't really want me to be an actor because it's not a terribly secure profession um and so yeah so then I went to theater school and then I moved to Sydney Australia and which was quite far away from my hometown and started acting there and doing plays and little bits on tv and commercials and what have you and then I met my now Canadian husband in Sydney and so I ended up moving to Canada
1: you met him oh. in Sydney. That yeah, is awesome. Yeah. Met, I think we met him in
2: 1999, isn't that crazy? So, oh, wow. Sydney, 2000, you know, the Olympics were all happening and so we worked together. I worked as a bartender, you know, while I was doing my plays on the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A young actor trying to like make it happen. And so, yeah. We fell in love and then I ended up moving to Toronto. Uh, to be with him and so I've been in Canada this August it'll be 20 years which I'm just
0: wow <laughs> yeah yeah time flies yes time flies when you're having fun yeah time <laughs> flies uh, um, and now you're on the west coast of Ca- west coast of Canada is that correct okay yes,
2: moved to Vancouver about 13 years ago about 13 and a half years ago okay um yeah my husband works in advertising and he got offered a really great job out here and I was, I loved Toronto very much Mm -hmm. and I did a lot of theatre when I was in Toronto, Mm -hmm. Um, but I really wanted to break into uh, a screen career as Mm -hmm. well to do film and television and I knew that the West Coast um, had a lot of production and my dearest friend, Jill Morrison, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is a darling, but her and I did a play together in Toronto Probably oh. oh gosh, it must be like seventeen, eighteen years ago, it's a long time ago. Wow. So we did this play together and she had moved out to Vancouver and was doing great. Mm-hmm. And she was like oh, Rada, you should come out, like there's tons happening here. Um and I would love for you to come. <laughs> so everything was kind of pointing towards Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But then here before my husband has some family here. Um and so yeah, so it's been about 13 and a half years and Vancouver's been a really great city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been it's a beautiful place. Um awesome place to raise my daughter. Um we have a wonderful life here. Mm-hmm. And and I've been really, you know, lucky to to work,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah. We spoke to Jill and she couldn't stop talking about how much she loved you. Oh, so my God. yes. She's a dear, dear
2: friend. Like she's, yeah. you know, we've known each other a long time, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we're each other's number one fan. She's my daughter's godmother. Like, <gasps> oh, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, she's really, she's a she's family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's and she's extraordinarily talented. Like, yeah, she is. <laughs> oh my god! Like Jill is Jill is born. To do this. Mm. She's born to do this, you know? like, I feel like it's like God given talent. Yeah. Beautiful. And, um, yeah. And she's just a wonderful person. Yeah. yeah. What you see is what you get with Jill. She's so hilarious. And she's also a very mm-hmm. passionate and intelligent
1: and loving person. Yeah. Yeah. These well friends. that's that's the impression we got. So mm-hmm. yes, and she spoke very
0: highly of you as mm-hmm. well.
1: We go way back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um and then we we have another mutual friend, uh, Zach Santiago. Oh um, Zach. Zach, yes, we talked to him on our other podcast. <laughs> he couldn't say enough good things yes. about you. <laughs> oh, yes, because we cover um, Signed, Seal, Delivered as well oh, on right. a different podcast. We talked have... to Zach a couple times, and he was talking oh. about how you guys had a collaboration uh, that uh, you were doing, and then uh, the pandemic yeah. happened, so. Yeah, to be continued,
2: you know, like, I mean, I'm in touch with him. We're going to do something together. Something. We're going to do <laughs> a play together. Um, once this pandemic is all yeah. settled, right? right? So hopefully, hopefully in 2022, hopefully mm-hmm. early 2022, but, uh, yes, he's a wonderful friend and a great creative collaborator mm-hmm. and I have worked with him before. Like I have, um, a small theater company that I run.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Heard about that.
2: Um, but I've worked with him before and he's just a, you know, my company is called Kindred Entertainment because I like to, <laughs> for a couple of different reasons, you know, cause I like to work with kindred spirits. Yes. You know, who want to do the kind of work that I want to do. Um, and Zach is a kindred spirit, you know, for sure. Yeah. He's, he's a wonderful creative collaborator and really great person. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm excited to, you know, to see him again, eventually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So being from Australia, Daniel Lissing is also from Australia yeah. as well. Did you have any fun shenanigans that you, that only the two of you would understand just being Australian? Um, I mean, it was always so nice. Yeah. To be in there because, you know, there's sort
2: of a, an unspoken thing that happens mm. culturally.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you get rid of your accents together or something?
2: That's <laughs> be careful because otherwise, then we'd start to speak really thickly Australian and be like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> stop, stop, stop!" <laughs> I go back to being American. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I mean, man, I really enjoyed working with him so much. Yeah. You know, he was great, and it was so nice to have that shared. Yeah, you know. That Short bond, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, What was that, what was that delicacy that uh, Aaron couldn't, what was it?
2: Vegemite.
1: Right, Vegemite. Did you mm-hmm. ever, did you ever share a can of Vegemite together in between takes? Uh, <laughs> I
2: noticed that it was on the craft services table. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that must have been Daniel's influence, I would say. Mm. Yes, <laughs> so... You know, but Vegemite is, a it's a very specific thing that I think you had to have when you were a child mm-hmm. oh. um, and there's a very specific way of eating it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and how is that? It has to be really like fresh bread, best like sourdough or like mm. f- oh bread lightly toasted with butter and then with just a little scratch of Vegemite and that is delicious it's just like salty and delicious the problem is is that if you don't know what Vegemite is and you use it like peanut butter you're you're, oh. you're dead because it's, <laughs> like, it's like no like that that's not how this is done like a jar of vegemite should last you about five
0: years. Oh, Yeah. So use very sparingly. Your- <laughs> a teeny tiny little one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good to know. I doubt I'll ever eat
1: it, but good to know. <laughs> if I meet you one day, I'll, I'll
2: make you one how it's done properly. <laughs> I, will,
0: I, will it. I will try it. I'm
1: always one oh. for trying things. Well, if there's fish in it, I can't. I'm allergic to fish. So.
2: So I don't think so. I don't think so. Dang it. (laughs) That
1: that I can't get out of it. (laughs) So you are only our second guest to come on the podcast who has been there since the pilot. Uh So how do you how do you describe those feelings of being one of five adults that has been there since the pilot and is still there. And the show is still going strong and growing ever more popular. How describe those feelings for us.
2: You know, Cammy, you start to talk like that and I get so like, you Like clamped oh my god you're right no it's a big deal huh it is a big Mm -hmm. deal yeah and I I'm honored really I am I'm so I'm so grateful isn't a big enough word Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean like this is actually a dream come true for me
0: yeah
2: because I come from a theatre background, yeah. So much of what I love about theatre is the intense time we get to spend together, where we get to really bond mm-hmm. and develop a, a connection and a great working relationship, mm-hmm. you know. <sighs> and I just, I, I, I love the collaboration of, of making. Theater or making TV or film, like, you know, you can't be an island, right? Not awesome. Such a team sport. And that's what I love about it. And so to be on a show, which honestly, when I auditioned for this show, I was on vacation when I got the audition. And my agent was like, let me know how you feel about it. You know, do you just, do you want to put something on tape or just let me know how you feel about it? Mm -hmm. And there was just something inside me that was very quiet but real intuition that just said, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is the one. This is the one. This is the one you've been waiting for. And so I got on a plane and I left my vacation I left my husband and I just went, I have to go because I knew that Michael Landon Jr. was going to be at the auditions. And I have a feeling, I just have a feeling about this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I really, I had wanted to do a series and I wanted to do a series that was an ensemble series that was focused on, the bond and the incredible deep and important relationships of women's friendships. That's what I wanted to do. Ding, ding, ding,
0: ding. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> Wayne calls the heart right there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's what I want to do for very personal reasons. Mm-hmm. I was going through a really hard time myself. I'd lost mm-hmm. someone very, very close to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I didn't audition for Florence, I auditioned for Marta, Marta. Oh. Mm-hmm. and so, and I just, it was, it was just like an intuition, and I was just like, I gotta go, and wow. so, my husband, God bless him, you know, like, he was like, okay, okay, baby, if you gotta go, you gotta go. You know, like, okay, you know, we were That's a good husband. (laughs) Like, you got to go. Okay, you go. You go, girl. You go. (laughs) (laughs) And so then um, I auditioned and I just felt so connected, you know, to whatever this was, whoever these women were, whoever these widows were. And, um, And then the next thing I know, I get a call saying, they want to put you forward for Florence. And I said, but I didn't audition for that part. And they said, yeah, they're sending you to the network for Florence. And I was like so excited because I was like, oh, my God. like Florence, I, I, she has more story going on. Like she's a bigger part, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, my God. And then they called me back and said, everybody has to audition for the part that they get. So you have to go back in again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do an audition now for Florence. And Michael will be there. And yeah. That's it. No pressure. No pressure, right? And and he, and honestly, Michael Landon Jr. has got to be just one of the, oh, one of the kindest, most generous and collaborative people. Mm. He really, he's just such a gentle energy yeah. And I just remember being in the audition room and him getting up out of his chair and coming around the table and really just like talking to me like he's an actor's director, you know. Uh-huh. I was like, do it again and let's try it like this now. Like, you know, I just felt so supported by him <laughs> and so like held by him. I was like, this is a beautiful experience, no matter what happens. And so then, yeah, and then I got the call and Jill. Jill got the call on the same day that she was going to play Carla Noonan. And so we went other, to being like, hi, have you heard anything? Yes. Have you heard anything? Yes. <laughs> like we were neighbors at the time. She lived just a couple of streets over. I was like, Come on! <laughs> That's I, awesome. It was, it was like a double dream. I mean, first of all, I had no idea at that point how big the show was going to right. be. Right. We were going to do. Um but in that moment, like we were just so thrilled because we wanted to be in a show together,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, so um uh, it was so great, you know, when Jill was on the show and like Carla's giving birth and like Florence is there, and we were just like, oh my god, like it like your dreams can come true your dreams Yeah. Can come true. look at how specific this dream was, and it happened <laughs> right <Yes. laughs> so um yeah, it's really just been such a joy. Joyful <laughs> been when calls the hot has really for many people, myself included, been mm-hmm. a gift that just keeps giving.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: so grateful and so so thankful and just so um, heartful <laughs> I
1: guess. <laughs> yes.
2: And I'm blessed.
1: Really. Yeah. Well, as are we. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes.
2: It's a phenomenon.
0: Yeah. It really is. I mean, who would Truly. have known so many years ago that the tiny little show would take off? I mean, we've heard Brian Burt's story about the pilot movie and then it being picked up by Hallmark and turning into a series. And now we're on season eight. It's oh. it's just so, so very exciting. And there's no signs of stopping and we yeah. don't want it to. <laughs> no, I hope
2: not. I hope not. I mean, I, I think I I think we're all just kind of going, this is so dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets along.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we have so much fun, you know, and I, I don't think anybody wants it to end anytime soon. Oh,
1: that's, like, that's marvelous. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh,
2: you know, your dreams can come true. Have a big <laughs> dream because it, it can come true.
0: Yeah, so Florence <laughs> has gone through several, she's grown and she's had so many different storylines and she even, you know, she's cultivated all of these friendships in Holt Valley with Carla and Molly and Fiona and Ned, um, since there's more- Despite down- being a tiny bit prickly. <laughs> <laughs> tiny bit. <laughs> yeah.
2: What was that? Everybody knows a plot.
0: Everybody knows the Florence, yes. You
2: know what? Like, she's uptight and she's all about, you know, the rules. be a bit judgy and a bit much sometimes because she doesn't really understand the boundaries. But she's loyal and she's got a heart of gold, right? Like, she
0: really is.
2: Yeah. She's like, what can I do? Let me be a part of the solution. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's that's how she gets... Away with being completely vilified. <laughs> <laughs> she has to learn things. She yeah. has to make mistakes and learn things, and have people around her who still love her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, absolutely. Yeah, are there some? Are there things that you and your castmates do um, to establish the backstory of your characters and what they're <laughs> going through in that moment?
2: Yes. It oh boy. <laughs> It depends on who I'm working with, but Rothgar and I, like I, I remember, Pascal one day just looked over at us because we were fully like this was in the green room while we're waiting to go mm-hmm. and shoot. He and I are improvising as the characters. Oh. I love it. I love it. All of the things that happened leading up to this moment. So, Pascal's like, what are you two doing? Like, you have a whole other show. when I work with Rothgar, yeah, we really like to do that. We go, so, hang on a second. So, what must have happened here? Oh, okay, great. And then I came to you and da 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 no, yeah, yeah you know, like everybody has their own kind of way of doing things
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and you know and their own sort of chemistry mm-hmm. that sort of happens and also sometimes it just depends on time yeah you
0: know, yeah
2: a lot of
0: time. Mm-hmm.
2: right yeah but sometimes we play yeah, it's yeah.
0: that is fun <laughs> that is fun to know so there is a there is a secret story behind um say Ned and Florence is like side eye looks in the mercantile and things are going on outside or Elizabeth's talking to one of the gentlemen, the triangle. (laughs) That's so fun.
2: A a big part of Florence and Ned and Molly, they're really, uh, they represent the people of Hope Valley. Mm -hmm. So they sort of are the ones who speak for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If there's there's a certain amount of judgment that comes across, you know, or gossip, I think there's actually, you know, something about keeping a sense of propriety,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, in a place like Hope Valley. We Mm -hmm. want it, those characters want Hope Valley to be an upstanding place. Yeah. Yeah. A place where people are respectable, where we are kind to our neighbors, where we don't, uh, where we don't do things that are provocative or, <laughs> or, you know, that are going to bring Hope Valley down.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So those characters, I think, are there to speak for the people uh, within the town. Yeah. Yeah. And to also sort of be the eyes of, like, hang hey, on a second, what's going on over there?
0: Hmm.
1: Well, they were definitely the eyes for the town with Carson and Faith's (laughs) first (laughs) kiss. You
2: know, know, like the the take that they used of that. It's so interesting, right? Because you don't know as the actor which take. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, the take that we used of Molly and Florence was so, like, such a judgmental look. <coughs> Honestly, I am telling you that in the other takes, we weren't that judgy. Oh. We, were oh. like, like, we were kind of like, oh, kind of like, oh, good for them. Like, <laughs> like, kind of like a, okay, you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the take they chose, and then I see online somebody's like, I want to slap Florence across the face with a look on her face, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you no!" Do it a different way. <laughs> that wasn't my choice. That would have been Mike roll's choice, who's directing that episode. So it's out of my hands. What can I do?
0: <laughs> well, you heard it here, Hardies. <laughs> You heard it Florence here. Florence wanted it to happen.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: girl.
2: Oh, that's a little bit surprising, but I'm glad that we know about it. And now we're going to tell everybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's our job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
0: That's good. Oh, oh, my goodness.
1: Okay. This is going to be a hard one. Tell it, warning you now. Favorite Florence moment or Flo-Mo moment or one of each? Oh,
2: there's too many.
1: I know. There's too many.
2: Oh, my gosh. I, I just, and I can't even really talk to you about season eight yet. No, we can't. so
1: no.
2: <laughs> many good things happening in that season. Um
0: we've heard that much. Mm-hmm. We'll have to we'll have to regroup after the season. We'll have to regroup. Oh, absolutely. After season 8 with oh, you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a date.
2: <laughs> very excited. Um you know, I guess like I, I really I still have a real soft spot for season 1. You know, mm-hmm. when I went, went into the mine and I think that was because that was sort of introduction to the series and my introduction to the lines and i just, it was so gritty so dirty and just so like um, deep and uh, uh, there was so much struggle mm-hmm. you know? And so I really, I, I, I loved that um, but man, like I, I, I just, I can't even, I mean Johanna and I <laughs> <laughs> we're like okay what are we doing now <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a lot of laughs you know together which is so great and it's so lovely mm-hmm. yes love people over and over again because like we have such a shorthand mm-hmm. you know like it's it's so nice um, but yeah I can't I, Oh gosh, I just can't pick. You know, all of the stuff I loved all of the stuff with the widows when when Jack had died and Elizabeth, mm-hmm. you know, was mm-hmm. being cared for, you know, by all the ladies who had been there. I loved all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really loved all of the stuff with Fiona. Mm-hmm. You know, that was such an important relationship. It is such an important relationship to Florence mm-hmm. because you know, I think Florence has been on such a journey of healing. Yeah. Yeah. Her, she, The death of her husband is a defining thing that happened mm-hmm. to her, in her life. And I think when we first met her, she was so prickly and tough and just trying to keep it all together because otherwise she was going to completely fall apart. Yeah. And, you know, like, my gosh, just imagining losing your husband and then having to raise your children by yourself and provide for them Mm -hmm. in a time where women didn't have jobs really you know like we were women were very much reliant on their husbands or their family you know so Yeah, there's been such a a journey of healing, I think, that has been happening for Florence Mm -hmm. over the seasons. And she's been getting that healing from different things, right? From helping other people, from supporting other people, from um, trying to not be so lonely by gossiping. You know, right. you know that that actually gives her a a sense of empowerment, right? But really, lonely people are the ones who are gossiping. Mm-hmm. Um, through and she always gets, <laughs> <laughs> always gets caught, and you know, like she's had to learn a lot of lessons mm-hmm. along the way. But I think so much of the way that she has responded to things that have happened have been in reaction to her grief right and vulnerability and so she'd kind of been just trying to put her life back together in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. after going through something so profound and so that relationship with fiona was just is so extra meaningful because fiona really saw something in her and was like you know what i know people laugh at you i know people don't take you seriously i know
1: but i think
2: i think you'd be really good at this
0: yeah
1: I see something in you. Yeah. When the two of you exchanged Christmas presents, I was so- <laughs> i was sobbing my <laughs> eyes out. <laughs> and I were trying not to like just go <laughs> <and> <laughs>
2: were because we're like, what is it about us? <laughs> just like we just make each other like there's a connection there, right? And yeah. I, it's weird because Kayla, you know, is a good decade or more younger than me. Yeah. But there's almost like a almost like a like a parent child connection there. Yeah. Like Fiona really saw something and nurtured something in Florence and really saw her. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I think ultimately Florence wants to be seen. You know, Mm -hmm. as as we all do, right? I I think that's kind of the common denominator in life. Yeah all all human beings want to be seen. Some of us also want to be looked at. (laughs) Everybody wants to be looked at. (laughs) Everybody wants to be seen.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah. experienced for who they really are.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So I think that's what happened with Fiona Mm -hmm. and Florence, and so they have. And I don't know. What Kayla thinks, you know, what the connection is with Fiona, but I know with. Florence. We'll have to
1: talk to her and ask her. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes. yeah. yeah. So she would talk to you. She's an absolute doll Yes. She's a,
0: she's
2: a total sweetheart.
0: Total <clears throat> sweetheart. Yeah, I love what. With- <laughs> Yeah, Aww. yeah. The one, um, the one Florence storyline that made me like, <laughs> it's when she gets the letter back.
2: Oh my yep, yep, god!
0: Yep, yep. And I, I remember watching that episode, and the whole time because I think Bill Avery's character was a little bit grumpy because Laura was very like kind of soupy and it was just what gave you that idea. Yeah, she, <laughs> he, he, was, he was a bit, he was a little bit grumpy, so I was kind of like, where is this going? And then I'd laugh, and then I'd sigh and like oh, okay roll my eyes at like you know grumpy bill here and then all of a sudden when it was revealed that it was Florence's letter from Paul I was like oh <laughs> like crying on the couch because it's so beautiful and the and way
1: and then the way that you did the performance the uh, way that it
0: affected her just <gasps> <gasps> so Fantastic. And the fact that you even called it back, too, because that was season five. And um, mm-hmm. you know, there are other storylines that have taken precedence over um, the season one widows and their story. So I loved being able to see that back and see, like, we didn't, we, we haven't forgotten about, you know, Florence and Molly and some of the others. So that is probably one of my favorite Florence moments.
2: Yeah, I, I love that moment, too. I mean, when I read the script, I was just... <sighs> And then I, was to, I was trying to tell my husband about it and I was like, <laughs> I was just honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't even talk about it. <laughs> it was just such a, a, a beautiful, beautiful moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, yeah.
2: Oh my God. Like a message from the grave. Like, mm. oh, yeah. oh my God. And, and again a part of that healing yeah right so beautiful I mean I love that too mm-hmm.
1: I, I and really then you have a myriad of comedic moments to pick from I I mean probably <laughs> probably my favorite is always gonna be quite provocative just the way you pull down your jacket <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I died laughing I just remember being like, oh, I'm going to go for it. And we were (laughs) in the scene, and the scene was with Aaron and Lori. And I just remember doing it, and Lori and Aaron just going, oh my God. Oh Oh." Oh, man.
1: Yeah, I get to have
2: some fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do get it. It's fun playing, you know, somebody who's uh, who's who's uptight. You know, <laughs> she needs to loosen up a little bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was fun to it
2: watch and
0: rewind and watch again and rewind <laughs> and watch again. Yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> another great gif out there in the internet. Oh, it's Helpful. a fantastic gift.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, which brings me back to the whole faith and Carson kiss because <laughs> I don't know, right? we did this thing which they didn't put on the tape. But we did this thing where they did the kiss and then they look at us and then we like we wave at them like at the same time. <gasps> oh my god, we're going to be a gift. This is going to be great. So, like, oh, right? like we put this wave at the same time, and of course it didn't end up in so. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, die, you yeah.
0: know? oh that's too bad <laughs> that is oh man <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> oh that would have been funny to see <laughs> like, oh, oh. like this like shocked looks on
2: our faces like what? Oh, <laughs> it didn't end
0: up <laughs> oh man missed too opportunities ah,
2: what can you do that's all.
0: <laughs> Um, so we have mm. talked to um, Brian Bird, and we've talked to Pascal. We've talked mm-hmm. to Johanna. We're now talking to you. They've all shared uh, season eight in five words. Brian mm. Bird, his five words were no more cagey, just truth. Oh. Uh, Johanna said the heart of the community. Oh. And then Pascal used five adjectives. So it could be a phrase or it can just be a couple of Random words. Mm-hmm. So, season eight in five words. Dangle the carrot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, okay. Uh, I'm going to try to do it in five words. <laughs> Roller coaster. <gasps> connectedness. There's, you'll see, there's a connectedness. Okay. okay. Um, uh, unpredictable (laughs) okay how many is that that's that's three three you only get two more more. yeah Um, you only get two more (laughs) emotional Mm -hmm.
1: we're getting that from the promos we're -hmm. we're, yeah we're starting to realize that it's going to be pretty emotional yeah Mm -hmm
2: and you know breathtaking in the that you all just as I did when I was reading the scripts there were moments in this season that when I read it I it took I literally gasped like <gasps> oh.
1: <sighs> yeah that's good <laughs> Casey, forget the uh, forget the the mops. We're we're known for needing mops because we cry so much. Forget the mops. I think we're going to have to invest in oxygen tanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Whew, it sounds like it. it sounds exciting.
2: There's a lot there's so much happening in season eight, I think. <laughs> Y'all are just going to really appreciate the storytelling.
1: What is something that you would like to see Florence do in future seasons? She's really gotten to do quite a bit and she's becoming yeah. a career woman. And so what mm-hmm. is something you would like to see her do in future seasons that hasn't happened?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, uh, I think, you know, she, she's been on such a journey for healing. I just really... I want good things to happen for her, you know, like <laughs> I would love for her to find love again,
1: you know, mm-hmm.
2: be so lovely for her to have a second chance, you know, at well, love. there's no
1: shortage. <laughs> there's no shortage of single men in that town. <laughs> so. <laughs> right? um, so, you know, I, I think
2: of course, and I think a lot of fans would like to see that too. You know, mm-hmm. they would, To see her find love again. You know, and and I think maybe, you know, I'm not sure what it is. Maybe just like a a clarification for her on what her purpose is. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think she's been finding that, you know, along the way. And so much of of, of who Florence is, is very giving Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. You know, she's a supporting character. She, helps other people. She, you know, helps the community, you know, so it would be nice for her to, to find something, you know, kind of personal that, that sort of re-clarifies what her purpose is. Yeah. yeah. you know, from, from that place of healing, from mm. that place of empowerment. Right. You know? Because I think she's had to go on such a journey to put herself back together again. You know?
0: Yeah. 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 She's yeah. had a lot of those moments where you see her going through that, um, that, uh, that process of grieving and it goes through different stages. And I think the term, in, I, for me, as a viewer, I think the turning point was when she got that letter. Cause I noticed there was kind of a little bit of a shift in her. Like she was still prickly a bit, but there was, there was also, a huge shift. <laughs> there was, I don't, it was almost like there was a relief there and there was, yeah. like a, I am still loved and you know, I am yeah. still remembered. First, so you
2: know, I think that's I think that's also, you know, something that's going on with Florence is I think because of this big event of losing her husband, I think that that has affected her relationship with herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Because she hasn't had her husband to um, validate her. Mm-hmm. To, right. Her to say you are special, you are beautiful, you mm-hmm. are valued, you are valuable, you, you mm-hmm. are smart, and you are loving. And she hasn't had mm-hmm. that, so I think she gets a certain amount of that from Molly and from mm-hmm. Fiona and you know, through being, you know, at, at the heart of Hope Valley in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think stepping into her own sense of empowerment and her own sense of value and her own just sense of like really finding healing and love and purpose again. And, and yeah. I think yeah. you're right. I think that that letter was really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yeah. really it was the sign that she was looking for
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: you know um because I think I think for Florence she has shelved the idea mm-hmm. that she could ever you know be truly um happy mm-hmm. yeah. you know she does okay but I think she's probably like it's okay you know like I'm gonna I'm just gonna sort of you know, care for my children and do my job and be an active member of the community. And it's okay. I'm going to, you know, I'm just, I'm going to survive this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would like to see her thrive. Yeah. To not just awesome. survive, but thrive. Oh, yeah. you know? and I don't know if you guys know the comedian Patton Oswald.
0: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Love that guy. Yeah. Before the pandemic, um, my husband is, is, like the most hilarious person I've ever met. He's <laughs> such a funny person. And we got to see a ton of comedy. And we mm-hmm. went just to Oswald live. Like, oh, fun. you pandemic, right? Like yeah. the things he did, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we said this thing and I just thought, oh man, this is so beautiful. You know, and I hope for it for Florence.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He lost his wife. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He passed away and they have a daughter and he said, you know, he got remarried and he, he said, you know, like when my wife passed away, I just thought, okay, that's it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to, everything's for my daughter. Everything's mm-hmm. for my daughter. I'm raising my daughter. I'm okay. It's okay. I don't, I don't need to be loved and cherished mm-hmm. in a way again. It's okay. You know what? I'm going to survive this and everything's for my kid. Mm-hmm. And then he met his second wife and he fell in love oh. and he said, You know, I just have a piece of advice. If you ever have the chance at love, don't stand in your own way and just run towards it. Just run, you know. And so I kind of have this, like, fantasy that maybe that will happen for Florence, right? Yeah. Have that second opportunity Mm -hmm. and not second guess it and just go, okay, (laughs) like, okay. Say yes. <laughs> say yes. yes.
1: I say yes to love. So yes.
2: yeah, we'll see.
1: We'll see. Yeah. Well, our final segment is uh, just kind of our own version of a team beat rapid fire question. We call it Rosemary's Rapid
0: Fire. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> Casey, fire away. All right. <laughs> what is your favorite set location on Wing Calls the Heart? Mercantile. Oh, outside of your own character, what
1: character who would you want to play for a day? Rowan. Oh, mm. <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> That would be something to see. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> what modern convenience would you take back to 1910? You as yourself.
2: Washing machine and dryer. <laughs>
0: Oh yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Would you, Loretta?
1: Would you rather eat at the saloon or at the cafe? The
0: cafe. (laughs) Sticking with the Florence, right? Yeah. Who in Hope Valley would you rather work for or work with? And you, as again yourself, and not your character. So there's a plethora of them.
2: Goodness, that's a great question. As me or as Florence? No, as me. As you, as you
1: yes. yes. Lucas. <gasps> oh. oh. Now that's really going against her character. <laughs> I think he's kind of a little bit of a man of mystery. I Indeed. Kinda, yes. What's going on? Let's play some
2: provocative music, <laughs>
1: <laughs> up, up, up. Love it. Love it. Okay. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So, regarding your cast who is most likely to pull a pl- pull a prank?
2: Oh, pull green. <laughs> I've I only have seen those. I have seen, seen, seen those on social yep. media.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Who is most likely to burst out into random song or dance between takes?
2: Oh, um, oh, I don't know. Probably Pascal.
1: Okay. So who's, who's most likely to be found at craft services?
2: Oh, um. <laughs> Johanna, <laughs> yeah, she said that too. <laughs> Loves a little treat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little
0: snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Who is most likely to laugh or cry at an inappropriate time during filming?
2: Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, but some but sometimes I'm not if I'm (laughs) tired like I have to be careful with the laughing because um once I start it's really difficult for me to stop yeah so I have to like I have to be really like don't don't start because then I'll be in the background like this (laughs) laughing with my shoulders going like you know so uh yeah yeah me (laughs)
0: So was that bachelorette party super hard to film then with the, the oh, spinning wheel? and
2: Oh, well, well, I mean, when you say that, I mean, Pascal was the one who could not hold it together. During- <laughs> because she had so much to say and we had to do it so many times. And she was already like, her character was already like, oh, you know. <laughs> she was, yeah. Yeah, so she definitely, she's also, she's also <laughs>
1: <trouble. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most likely to be the mother or father hen of the group?
2: Oh, uh, Aaron.
0: Okay, yeah, that's been the consensus so far. Yeah, that's been a consensus. Yeah. And then last question, if you and your castmates were stuck on an island, Gilligan style, what would each person be doing? In, what would each person be doing? Um, and you don't have to name them all because there's like a lot of y'all, but yeah, <laughs> just a few.
2: Oh, my. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Carson would be um, being very practical and trying to find a, a solution to get off the island. <laughs> oh, that's good.
0: We well, need somebody like
2: that. Rosemary would be building a stage, like, <laughs> <laughs> be ready to do a performance. Um, I think probably, like, Florence would be being really practical and going, we have to eat. Like, what do we <laughs> <have to> eat? <sighs> Fine, I'm going to cook, you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I think, um, who else is there? Um, I think Gowan would probably be, um, trying to find a solution without anybody knowing. Mm-hmm. Right? Just, just quietly. Yeah. Trying to find a solution. Um, uh, who else? I mean, I think Lucas would probably be taking care of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. that he can kind of like feed and feed people. You know, um, and I think uh, I think Nathan would be probably working to find a solution. You know, to get off the island as yeah. well. Everybody's okay. I think that Elizabeth would be um, helping people not freak out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. yes
2: she's done that many times yes would be the voice of reason you know when things got heated like what are we going to do you know (laughs) would be a good person to calm the hysteria yeah also to um to make people feel safe
0: yeah
1: um Um, that's a that's a good list yeah yeah that's a good list pretty good instruments he plays (laughs) playing the tuba or whatever
0: it is he does who,
1: who would play the tuba hickam oh hickam ah yes hickam. <laughs>
2: yeah. you know i think yeah people people would be in two camps you know like probably three camps mm-hmm. one we got to get out of here two we're here how are we going to survive while we're here and the third would be just recreation <laughs> <laughs> let's have a good time <laughs>
0: Oh, Oh, so fun.
1: Loretta, this has been an utter joy. Thank you so, so much for coming on to our podcast and for being a part of our big season two premiere week, because this is season two of the podcast. So, thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you so much. We're so appreciative of you giving your time and for giving us so many laughs and so many heartfelt moments to think about and just chatting to talk about and laugh about so Mm -hmm. thank you so so much we so appreciate it thank
2: you it's such a pleasure thank
1: you so much all right everybody well thank you for tuning in we will be back bye Bye. hearties. hearties